Hey, bunch of besties. Welcome back to Bunch of Beauties. My name is Sam Prevo, and as always, I am joined by... Jennifer Molia. I am on Thanksgiving break. Woo! Thank, thank you, God. Um, <laughs> sleeping in my own bed and showering without shoes on. Life is so fun. I would like to not only thank God, but Jesus. That's me this week. Eating food, like real food. Chartwell's food gets really boring after a while. It it really does. So, you know, Jennifer Molly is doing great this week. That's my update. <laughs> uh, and I'm Ariel Melendez. Um, I don't have anything major to discuss at the moment. Um, I mean, at some point, I will have my own dissertation on Taylor Swift's new album. I'd love to hear it. We will see. Because I, I, I do, ha- I do have thoughts and, and words and comments. We love that. Whenever ready. And Ariel, you can get to that in a quick second. I just want to uh, give a little update for the people listening, the folks listening. So, this is a middle of the week episode. If you if you're listening right when it comes out, it is a Tuesday, mm-hmm. and we're just we uh, couldn't really coordinate our schedules last weekend, and this weekend is Thanksgiving, so we figured we'd do a little midweek moment. <laughs> and just kind of make up for like two weekends not working out and just do one episode so that way we're not technically missing a week but we're not doing two if that makes sense so exactly yeah enjoy this is for your listening pleasure we hope you have a great holiday i'll say that again at the end of the episode but now ariel please please <laughs> bless our ears <sighs> with your thoughts on taylor's red taylor's version by the way, I still haven't listened to it, so maybe we'll get a part three. I would love that. <laughs> I don't think I have as much uh, thoughts, comments, concerns, the whatnot as Jen. Um, but okay. I will do my best to follow up that amazing, as I said, dissertation still would of love the to album. Hear. Um, so before I get into what we all, the, the main event, what we, <laughs> what we are all waiting for. Save the best just, for last want to talk about the duality of the duality of a person and the amount of the fact that we can go from just the poppiest of the pop absolutely to just crushing my heart yeah in just a matter of like two songs i just want to have that moment because i will i will scream the very first night every day in my car it's so good pop just message in a bottle just we're here we're here for the moment and then we get to the song, um, and not even the main event, the song that actually, when I heard it for the first time, I, too, wanted to die, um, was Forever Winter. It's so good! It, absolutely, I don't, I don't know if slaps is the right word for that song, specifically, <laughs> but it does. But um, it does. Also, Want to Die, when I hear that. Yes. Yeah. That also is a song I will scream in my car, but so is most of the album. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that one got me, like, hard. Because I was like, oh, okay, we're going from, you know, like I said, the poppiest pop. And then I heard that for the first time, and I was like, oh, okay. And then I kept playing, and I was like, oh, we're doing it. We are really going just (laughs) knife in the heart right here. We're going there. Yes, it literally just pain. The song was just pain. Um, obviously, title track, Red, great. 
Um, I'm also one of those people that likes I that likes like the old like the stuff I knew from Red because I did this is the album I didn't know that well. Mm-hmm. So obviously, like I just add the songs I knew already, like automatically. Yeah. Like, Twenty two knew you were trouble. Th- those are just automatic ads. I, mean, I don't need yes. to. I don't need to go back into them. Um, I'm trying to see what else. I'm trying to see like how many I actually added because I literally went through the entire album. And was like yes, yes, yes. These, these, these are good. Um, I think I have. I can't even count. I need to count this. Like. 14 or 15, I think I have added so far. I need to go back and listen again <laughs> to the other ones and literally in my car on the way to work every day, just shuffle this entire album. Um, but to get to the main event. Yes. Yes. Both the regular and 10 minute versions. Absolutely. Just absolute, absolute masterpieces. Um, because again, I didn't know all too well already. So mm. I came in not even knowing the song. Oh, not even knowing the murder that was about to take place. Right. So when I heard the regular version, I was like, "Okay, all right, I, I see where we're going with this." <laughs> and I am a person that does not have the attention span of like anything. Relatable. So I'm thinking ten minute version. I can't. I- I'm not gonna have enough in me to listen to a ten minute song. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then I played it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then I was like, "Yes, this this it's is a incredible. song. This is thoughts. These are this is an actual murder of a, of a human being." Yeah. And that, um, and I again can't tell you why this specific line. It's not even the line that everyone's like dying over because yes, that's wonderful, amazing, literally the exact moment I think he died in that song. The line that for some reason hits me is when she talks about how her dad's saying it's supposed to be fun when you turn 21. Uh, I was like, why does this actually like hit me? Like the way it got me. I was like, oh, I didn't so know I had sad. those feelings unlocked. Don't know what where that came from. So Ariel, but- do you know that? The other, the other song, the moment I knew on Red is also about that. Yes, yeah, I remember you saying. I think I have to go back and listen to because I was, I had, I had like mixed feelings on that it's one. Heart so I think, yeah, I had to go back and listen to to some of them again Absolutely. just to. But yeah, that that mo- like it obviously the the line like towards the end that got everyone that I tweeted because I was like, yes, this is. <laughs> Everything there is, but for some reason, yeah, the twenty-one line. I was like, oh, all right, sick. Ouch. Like, thanks for the again knife to the heart here. Knife but yes, the, yep. the the whole like, I'm not the the punchline goes. Oh my god, I can't even like remember words right now. That's how <gasps> that's how good it was. I'll get older, but your yes, lovers, lovers stay, stay my, age. my age. Yes, so true. Taylor. Honestly, it's like screaming in the car, just. I mean, I keep saying screaming in the car, literally. I do that to every song on this album. Like, I, no, told, my, I told my friend when she came, I was like, I hope you don't mind that I'm just going to blast this album. No, absolutely. On the way to the mall. And she's like, I play my own music, go ahead. Because I think she said she's not necessarily, like, she likes Taylor Swift, but she's yeah. not, like, that. And I was like, normally I'd be screaming these songs in the car. She's like, go ahead. I'm like, no, you don't understand. 
<laughs> I think, like, what's so great about, like, this new All Too Well is that, like, you have the lyrics that she wrote when she was however many years old, like, 21, but, like, mm. there's so much more to it, and you can tell, like, she looks back on it and sees it differently, and, like, she's grown yes. from it, like, yes. okay. Like, it, it was a moment in time. Truly, truly glad I was a part of it. See, I know the original all too well, so yeah. I, I have I have like a li- a little bit of a leg up on Ariel, but um, I definitely just need to Most listen people. to this album. I, you know, I I have to, I I think about it. It's one of those things. It's like a show, right? Like a show you want to mm. watch on Netflix. You're like, oh, I need to watch this show. Everyone's watching this show, and then you go yeah. like onto Netflix, like when you're actually sitting down to watch something, and you're like, what do I watch? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I have nothing to watch. And you, like, completely forget about the things that were recommended to you. Like, that's how I feel about this Taylor Swift album. I'm like, you know what? I should really just sit and listen to Red. Like, (laughs) I should just do it. Mm -hmm. And then when I finally have downtime to, like, listen to music, I'm like, what do I listen to? I have nothing to listen to. (laughs) I, like, completely completely forget that. Like, it's like when you, like, studied for a test and you sit down for the test and you can't remember anything you studied for. Like, that's just this. I don't know why that it's this way for me. Maybe it's just the craziness of the time. I, Mm. like, for me, schedule and personal life-wise. But it will happen. I may be on on the way to my uh, chiropractor appointment today. I'll, 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 uh put it on we got like a, we have like a cold sunny fall day happening moment here in north carolina mm. maybe it's like That's a perfect like crack yes. the windows a little bit and just vibe that might be yeah, that might be the move today Absolutely. so we'll, we'll see we, we might get a part three we might get my my little dissertation yeah i'm excited please and thank you um so that's taylor swift part two <laughs> so that's that um I'm dying to talk about this, so we're talking about it first. Sorry, this yes. is me. This is me completely taking over. Um, did bless the devils for doing this today, right before we record. Yes. Please tell me, yes. you guys saw the devils' third jerseys, please. Yes. Oh yeah. Please, yeah. Please, because I I saw the leak. Mm-hmm. Not I gonna lie. Too. Yes. But now that they're formally out, it's even better. Now they yeah. look like that. They look like that. So for those who haven't seen them, if you're not as online as us, <laughs> the Devils released a new third jersey. It's been leaked a little bit before now, but they finally like officially said like this baby's out. Here it is in the world. We're going to wear them yeah. on. We're going to wear them in, in an NHL hockey game. Yes. Um, They are black. They have some white stripe moments happening. And then there's script on the front. This is the main mm-hmm. event. There's the script. There's script on the chest piece with like red accents, whatever. And it simply says Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Is- Listen, they play for they play in New Jersey. And most people from the tri-state area of New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, that whole like metropolitan area. We call it Jersey. We don't yeah, call we it do. New Jersey. Yes, we, so, we do. There's a point to be made there. However, <laughs> the item of clothing that they are wearing <laughs> is indeed is in <laughs> fact a jersey. Yeah. Yes. So it looks like the New Jersey <laughs> Devils needed to label the item of clothing 
so that their players knew what they were wearing. Yeah. Honestly, yeah that's, honestly, that's definitely though, the vibe that was received. Honestly, though. And the actual post that they put out that, like, describes every piece of what's on it. I'm, like, reading through it right now, and honestly, I need to go to the part about the laces. Because oh, there's, wait, there's laces, there's simply, laces on the neckline, right? It simply yeah. says, representing a piece of gold netting as a nod to the GOAT and creator of the jersey, Marty Brodor. Yeah, that they're, the goat. they're alleging that he created this jersey, which, like, yeah. I saw that. If it's true, okay, if it's not, whatever. I mean, like, th- like whatever you want to get fans to buy this thing, um... This jersey, if you couldn't tell what it was, it's his jersey. Um, mm-hmm. I saw some people like, okay, there's ways to make fun of Brodor. I will say some people were saying like, how many concussions has he had? Let's not make fun of the traumatic brain injury. No. No. However, I will say it is definitely a one. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a smooth brain. Uh, to use yeah. the kids' lingo, it is a smooth brain move to put jersey on a jersey yeah uh. yeah um same same similar thoughts um i had when i saw them i was like oh it it says jersey because it's a jersey um yeah no one's no one's looking at it saying <laughs> oh it says jersey because they play in new jersey no no yes. one's saying that no. No. And I mean, I I honestly have no problems with the design itself. Like I think it looks nice. I just think they would have benefited from the word new above the word jersey. Even if it was small. Even if it was small. To emphasize the jersey, I get it. You want to emphasize, like, hey, I'm from Jersey. Like, I get yeah. it. But like you're also wearing a jersey like i think that they should just go like super meta with it and put out shirts that just say like shirt well the steve dangle podcast already did that. yes they just did that yeah stop already they they released merch that says hoodie on the hoodie and shirt on the shirt and socks on the socks and i think they are releasing a hat that says hat on it and steve's character hat guy is going to be the (gasps) model for the the hat yeah, I approve of all of that personally. A lot of people are uh, are are taking that route in criticizing the jerseys, and it's and it's fair. It's fair. Mm. I also have seen um, some Devils fans who are in defense of the, these jerseys saying, uh, "Well, it's it's t- it's not a jersey; it's a sweater." Like colloquially, oh, we yeah. call it a sweater. Yes, but the technical, like scientific term for this item of clothing. Is Jersey. <laughs> I hate to break it to you guys. And you know what? If you're if you're really going to, to those lengths to defend it, then you just deserve it. Then buy one and wear it. Yeah. Yeah, at that point. It's just what are we doing, guys? What are we doing? And well, then it just you... <laughs> literally it, it just reminds me that. We're getting another round of reverse retro jerseys. They're bringing them back. This is what I've heard. They're bringing back the reverse retro jerseys next year, but every team has to make a new one. Another round of 32, well, 31 new ones, like 
new ones and then th- like a, just a you know just one for the kraken but why yeah why <laughs> why like adidas just wants the bag adidas just wants the bag i mean facts like i just don't even know like what certain teams are gonna throw it back to again like there's certain teams that like the rangers mm-hmm. for example they they haven't changed their uniform much in their history, and they already no, exactly. they already did reverse retro to the one change they made in their jerseys, which was mm-hmm. which was the Liberty jersey. So I, I don't know. The only thing I could see with the Rangers is um, uh, hmm, them using like the heritage ones that they were using up until a couple of years ago that just say New York on them. I loved the heritage jersey. I would love for them to bring back the heritage jersey. I just like at the Hurricanes, they were they're gonna have to do another Whalers jersey because there's nothing else to throw it back to. There's nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like the the Leafs have pretty much had the same logo their entire existence. Like, yeah. I I don't know, guys. It's just I'm tired. Of, like I love jerseys and I love like you know co- like the whole experience of like buying them, collecting them, the whole thing. But like sometimes I'm like, what are we thinking here? What are we thinking? We're not. No, we're not. No, that's fair. Exactly. No, no, that's fair. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the NHL. I mean, after a while, stop thinking. Yeah, it it does just feel like like you guys alluded to like a cash dra- cash grab because like like you said, what else is there to like throw it back to? Like Yeah. Uh, hockey. Let's also talk about an extremely uh, hockey thing that happened. I guess, well, maybe it's not. I don't know. But it's just, this is just sad. So, a Dallas Stars prospect by the name of Riley, I want to say Riley Tufta. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yes. Riley Tufti, Tufta, however you say his name. Something like that, yeah. I remember him getting drafted a couple years ago, but I simply don't remember. He was told that he would make his NHL debut. Wonderful time. Yay for everyone. Riley's making his NHL debut. He's six foot six? Sorry. Yeah, he's a big boy. Okay. Sorry. That caught me off guard. Go on. Ran out of money to buy his friends and family tickets. So I believe it was Nick Bugstad stepped in and helped him buy more tickets for his friends and family to yeah. come to this hey, game. Thanks, Nick. But you know what happened before that game? Tell us. Dallas Stars head coach Rick Bonus uh just uh decided, no, you're actually not playing tonight. And uh scratched him. I would have been so mad. And he was going to be playing in his hometown, by the way, in that game. That's why there were so many people coming. I simply would have been fuming, personally. I think that's why Bugstad paid for it, because it was in Minnesota, and mm. he plays for Minnesota. He's from Minnesota. Riley Tuft is from Minnesota. That would make sense. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Just just scratch the kid right before his, his he was told he was making his NHL debut and all his friends and family are there, and he spent his, every last penny of, like, his call-up bonus or whatever to have his friends and family there. Yes. Yeah. To play in his hometown NHL debut. And yeah. Rick Bonus said, never mind. Never mind. I don't know if I really have more thoughts than it's just beyond. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah 100%. No, I mean, no thoughts. And I, I understand I've seen some people making like the devil's advocate argument being like, it's a game. He has to ice the best team, like blah, blah, blah. And like, 
understood, but, like, the world isn't going to end if you just let this kid make his NHL debut in his hometown. Exactly. There's eight- The world is not going There's to There's 82 games. This is one of them. There are. There are 82 games. And obviously you think it's he's worthy enough of playing in the NHL if you called him up and were tr- allegedly going to play him in the NHL. If you were going to play- Literally. Um- the only situation that I think, like, in recent memory that I can compare this to is Mike Babcock scratching Jason Spezza. Mm. During, do you remember that, Ariel? Do you, have you, yeah, remember, I remember, remember the moment. moment. I remember the moment, yeah. Uh, for those who don't remember, uh, Mike Babcock, when Jason Spezza first signed with the Leafs, everyone was so excited. This is a, this is a guy who is, you know, pretty, I would say one of the more well-known veterans of his era, Jason Spezza. Yes. And he's a good guy. He's 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 by all accounts a very wonderful human being, and he's a fantastic hockey player. And he signed with the Maple Leafs, his hometown team, and he was going to make his uh his home opener debut with his home team, and it was going to be great. I think he also had friends and family there. I mean, he can afford it because he's a bajillionaire. But that's you know whatever. That's only a, a an aside. He's a bajillionaire. <laughs> and Mike Babcock decided, actually, sir. You won't even play in this game. Not even that he won't start or whatever. He wasn't. You just won't play. He didn't play. This isn't like some scrub. This isn't some like guy who you signed to a one year contract just to have like fill a roster spot or like have veteran presence or whatever. It's Jason Spezza. Yeah. Like he's Uh. still good at hockey. And he got scratched. Like it, that, that's the only thing I can like. That's the only thing I can compare this to. But I feel like, in a way, this is even more fucked up. Yeah, it it always it almost reminds me of like when a player would have an Ironman streak and a coach wouldn't play them. Yeah. Um, not because they weren't healthy, just because they didn't feel like playing them. Um, because it's like you know how important something like that is to the player, and you just you just say no, no more. Actually, bye. I feel like also as a coach, it's kind of your responsibility to see those moments and like realize that they affect the morale of the room and the the attitude of the players towards you and just the just the culture. Like we use that word culture all the time, but it's so true. Like the it's so important to keep all the players happy and a cohesive unit and having faith in you and your message. How? Do you look your players in the eye after doing this and say like, yeah, like I'm a good person. You should trust me. I I know what's best for this team. Like, how do you like, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like the mindset, if I'm a player on this team, the mindset after this is like, I'm next. Like this could happen to me, not necessarily in the same situation with an NHL debut, but maybe there's a game you want to, you really want to play in your hometown or against a family member or against a former team you know, I, I would be watching my back like I got I got traded here from the Rangers. They're not going to let me play in the game against the Rangers or my brother or my cousin plays on the Coyotes. They're not going to let me play against the Coyotes. You know, I, I just wouldn't have any trust. It's not even like that. It's just like I feel like it's it's not even like a just like in those specific moments. It's just in general, like like <laughs> he doesn't give a shit and he like he'll just scratch me at any given moment for no reason. Like, yeah, um. Uh, to give to give my my two cents because there's I, I don't know if you saw what else happened and not not that this makes the situation any 
better. Um, it was not his NHL debut, or it would not have been his NHL debut. It's still, it's uh, still his. First no, game I know. His yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. I know. Um, because he, I am only traumatized because it was the game against the Flyers that Dallas just absolutely like <laughs> obliterated <laughs> us. So I'm just traumatized by that. Yeah. Um, he actually got sent back down. Um, and the just the piece the resistance. Uh, Dallas's um, HL team does not play until the 27th. They sent him down to not play until the 27th? Why does he hate this kid? Just the absolute cherry on top of the just like a Can I start like a change.org to get him traded? (laughs) To to an organization that'll care about him? Because what's the excuse? Is it, oh, like, we want him to play more and get more experience. So you send him down where he is indeed not going to play more or get more experience. he's going to do nothing. If he co- yeah. And if he goes to the, if he goes to the, like, if he's still on the NHL squad but doesn't play in the games, then it doesn't burn his entry level either. Because I, because I, I know people, yeah. like, because, like, the other reason would be, like, oh, we don't want to burn a year on his entry level contract because clearly Rick Bonus doesn't give a shit about him. Like, yeah. But then just keep him on the roster. At least he'll practice with the NHL squad. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't see the point in him just sitting on his ass for another four more days or five more days. Like how whenever they send him down, I don't. It was like a couple days ago or a day or two ago, I think. Yeah, so that's like five or six. Mm-hmm. That's like a whole last week that you're yeah. not doing anything. I mean, maybe they're practicing, but like, yeah, I, I don't understand. And the like reasoning for it i don't know if you saw like the explanation not that he deserves the explanation if if it's not rick bonus hates this kid then i don't believe um okay of course the article's gonna be like oh sorry you gotta sign up for this um i'm pretty sure what i saw it was like oh they there was a couple guys they didn't expect to play that ended up being able to play like that was okay great thanks like that was the explanation (laughs) i was like okay okay Okay, but I don't believe that. I just believe that you don't like this kid. Like there are just there are just times when like coaches have like weird vendettas against players. Yeah. And uh-huh. and it happens. Like I remember vividly in the Bill Peters Hurricanes era, he hated Jeff Skinner with a burning passion. You can't tell me otherwise. <laughs> like Mans had like third line minutes when he was the best player on that team. Didn't play power play when he was one of the biggest PowerPoint power play point producers on that team it just it happens sometimes coaches just don't like players and that's fair but this is just so next level like disc- like just he's a rookie and he wants to play in front of his family he already has all yes. of them bought tickets nick buke said a player from another team Help. helped him buy tickets for his friends and family and you can't yes. just play him yes yeah what is wrong with you oh it makes me so angry oh <laughs> uh. It just makes me so angry. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I'm mad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fair. Ugh. I just get, like, so heated because it's just, like, not fair. Um, The other big news that happened this week to move on from this because I could be mad about this all day. Um, The Islanders opened their brand new arena, UBS Arena. Yes. In yes. Belmont, Queens. So I don't know if you guys saw this, but they released like a statement, the arena. They do oh, not, I did not. They do not want fans to tailgate 
in the parking lots before games, and they're not allowed to honk. That's not happening. In the parking lots. I'm... Okay. Um, original thought. Um, the honking. Okay, so I didn't know like, either, and why? then I was... I didn't know either, and then I was talking to my mom about it. Apparently, they are so close to the racetrack, the Belmont race, the raceway. Okay. Honking, they house horses there. So, if you honk, it will freak the fuck out of the horses. Okay, that's somewhat more fair. So, that makes sense. But the tailgating thing? Also, yeah. this, was, this was not explained in the statement, okay? this They just said, like, please don't tailgate, please don't honk. So, of course, you have Long Island guys, like, what the fuck? They don't want us to honk? What the fuck, these fucking guys? Like, they're not yeah. going to, like, if if you explain to them, like, hey, we just want the volume to a, a minimum because we're near a racetrack where animals are being held. Scare the ponies. Like, hey, you can tailgate, just maybe don't blast music. I don't know. Maybe an explanation instead of just telling a whole bunch of straw, like stubborn island, like Long Island people, you can't yeah. tailgate at your arena. You know what they're gonna yeah. do? Tailgate twice yeah, as hard. Exactly. No, exactly. Especially because that's such a big part of like the Islander fan culture, like the the honking in the uh, parking lot after, and the tailgates, and the flags, and the this and the that, like. I feel like if it was a different team, maybe it wouldn't mean as much. And, like, maybe I am just thinking this because I live on Long Island, so I see it. But, like, I feel like this is a fan base that is very passionate about their honking and their tailgating. And, like, like you said, Sam, because there's no explanation, they're just going to, like, be fueled by spite and rage and do it anyway. Yeah, and I, I would say, Jen, the only other team that I've seen, like, that, like, promotes tailgating and has done a lot of tailgating is the hurricanes we like yeah during the playoffs they open the parking lots early so mm-hmm. we can all tailgate and whatever but those are the only mm-hmm. two teams like that like and so if you told them that like they couldn't tailgate they'd probably do it anyway like yeah that's the only fan base other than the islanders where i've like actively seen like tailgates happening so mm-hmm. if it's so important to them like i said just explain but alas people tailgated the home opener anyway yeah um, i don't see that I want to talk about the arena a little bit because like I so I don't know if you guys have seen anything about the arena at all. Um, I through my job at Bleacher Report, um, one of our producers was there. And so she was sending me footage of the inside and like the atmosphere during the home opener and everything. And a couple cool things. The one that I find the coolest is there is a season ticket holder wall wall in the arena so there's a wall with names on it right Mm -hmm. i guess it's like there's like a threshold or something if you've been a season ticket holder for a certain amount of time yeah you got your name is on the wall on in a little plaque it's like it's a wall of tiny little plaques and they're like i think it's like orange plaques like across like a wall and you Mm -hmm. can just find your name in ubs arena i think that's so cool that's very cool like I'm like I listen. I'm a Rangers fan. I don't like to like I I will give credit where it's due. That that's really freaking cool. Yeah. Like if I'm if I'm a longtime season ticket holder and we're finally getting this amazing, beautiful, mm-hmm. like billion dollar arena, I think it's super cool that my name's there because it's just like a. I feel like it's a uh like a 
testament to the fact that like I stayed and I was a season ticket holder through all the bullshit. All the shit, literally. Like through Nassau Coliseum being a crap hole, through the years that we played in Barclays Center to like Mm. the half and half Barclays and Nassau Coliseum to, you know, like, I mean, even though I don't really care, like, I think that it's over-exaggerating, like, through the whole Tavares saga, like, through everything, like, Mm -hmm. if I stayed through all that and I'm still a diehard fan through all that, I deserve to have my name on a wall. A hundred percent. It's a great, it's a great gesture, especially because, like you said, these fans have stayed through so much shit like that's the only way to put it um and i i think it's very cool i've seen um some pictures just floating around on twitter it looks very nice it looks Um, very nice not just like the on ice part like from the seats and stuff because those views do look nice but also like looks like there's like restaurants and bars inside and there's like an outdoor deck kind of part yeah so Um, from what i know and i I think they're building up the whole area in general but it's supposed to be like a little caesar's arena type thing where there's like yeah shopping and restaurants and bars i think that like eventually there's going to be some sort of like outlet mall like attached Mm -hmm. to it Mm -hmm. because it's going to be like the city's first outlet mall or whatever because most outlet malls are in westchester um and beyond into upstate um so i think it's like gonna be a whole like experience and whatever but it looks super Mm. cool i mean there's like the only thing i've heard though is that the prices for some things are very outrageous oh yeah um from what i've heard a fountain soda is 14 dollars 14 bro i will drink before i come for 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 comparison at a Rangers game, I don't know what a fountain soda costs, but a tall boy white claw, which is alcohol, which is more expensive than fountain soda, is thirteen dollars. Jeez. So yeah. a fountain soda is fourteen at UBS Arena. That's just a comparison because I I feel like MSG is one of the more expensive arenas. Um, I was gonna say the only thing I can think to compare it to is at City Field for Mets games. I think the fountain drinks are like seven or eight. So that's yeah. half of that. I think, yeah. that's what it is. I think that's what it is at MSG as well. Like, so I never mm-hmm. get really like drinks there. Like, unless it's alcohol, I usually get like food and alcohol. Um, like a yeah. hot dog is seven dollars. Um, yeah. and like chicken fingers and fries is thirteen. It's also thirteen at uh PNC Arena if you ever go to a Hurricanes game. Chicken fingers and fries is thirteen dollars. Um, but yeah, I've heard things. I've heard the prices for things are a little outrageous at UBS Arena. That's the only. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only negative I've heard so far. I mean, obviously, like the on ice performance is a different story. And <laughs> like, I'm the first person that would be like, "Haha, lol, Islanders losing in their arena, haha." But like, I do feel bad in a way because they don't have half the team because of COVID. I, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Like they got Bovillier back because he had a false positive. Uh, the Rangers had a similar mm-hmm. situation recently with Mika Zibanejad. I was scared yeah. that he had COVID again, but it was a false positive. Um, so that has been happening, but like they don't have most of their team because they are going through a COVID outbreak right now. So it's kind mm-hmm. it's it's a bummer that like these fans waited so long for this arena and they're getting smacked in every game because they don't have half their team. Yeah. The only like haha moment I will have though is that Ilya Sorokin is not playing that well. And I like you can credit that to the defense in front of him, but <laughs> ha to Islanders fans who said he's better than Shisterkin because he's not. 
Um, yeah, I remember that being like a big debate for Loki. No reason. Yeah, it's not a debate. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I, I do. I really do. Like, it's not one of those things. Like, I, I feel like rivalries are thrive when both teams like are in a disaster. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want the so I think it's selfish of me to want the Islanders to thrive because then it doesn't make the Rangers Islanders right. Like, it's always going to be a good rivalry, but it makes it better when both mm. teams like have things to be proud of. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't seem as pathetic on like yeah. one side's part. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I I've been saying that for like years, low key. That like the the New York. Um, I almost said New York Texas, and I don't know why the New York team rivalry. <laughs> the New York okay. Texas rivalry. <laughs> no, the, the New York team rivalry. I feel like Reeds is a little stupid when one team is so much better than the other, and better can mean anything. Like the MSG compared to Barclays thing, like that's bad. But then also, like in years where the Rangers have sucked and the Islanders were going to the conference final and vice versa, like it just it reads as so dumb when one team is so much clearly better than the other in whatever aspect. So I think that like having UBS makes the Islanders read as like more legit and I think will make the rivalry more fun. Um I saw that uh, during the Leafs game, the fans were certainly um, passionate. Is that um, is that that's a, a good, good way to put it? Passionate yeah. is a good way to put it. They they were passionate um, playing the Leafs, uh, knowing John Tavares went to the Leafs uh, a couple years ago. Um, yeah, I don't. It still bothers me that people are like mad at John Tavares for that, but that's a podcast topic for a different day. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I I think it definitely makes the rivalry more like evenly matched in terms of venue. Um, And I mean, hopefully games between the Rangers and the Islanders there will be a fun little time. Yeah. And I that is my stance. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this is like this always sounds like when you're talking about like, oh, I like I I have a like I have Islanders fan friends and. Uh, I want them to be happy. I don't want like any of my friends to be miserable. And I hope that this makes them happy because I feel like they've wanted this for so long. And like, even like John Tavares himself, when the Leafs were going to be in town to play them recently, he was like, yeah, they've waited so, so long for this. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now they have it. And I just want to say, cause the, we, we talk about the NHL messing up scheduling so often. Mm-hmm. Why? Did they play the Flames in a matinee home opener only to play the Leafs the f- in the second game ever at UBS Arena on a Sunday? Yeah, that made absolutely no sense to me. Why was that not reversed? Especially when you know that everyone in on Long Island, who's an Islanders fan, still hates John Tavares. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh... also, like, I think that there's a lot more of a draw just for hockey fans in general to want to see the Leafs. Like I have friends who live on Long Island who just wanted to go see the Leafs because the Leafs are fun to watch. Yeah. So like, that's more of a draw. Like I really don't, I really don't have friends or know people who are like, I'm going to go see the Calgary flames. Like, and I'm, I'm sure there, I'm sure there are a lot of Calgary flames fans in Calgary, but on Long Island, there really isn't a, um, a, uh, a draw. (laughs) Yeah, I don't really, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what that was about. I really don't. And 
I whatever NHL get your shit together um but by all accounts it seems like it's been going well hopefully when the Islanders get their team back uh they'll get some wins uh at UBS but that was like a big deal this week so I figured we should talk for sure we should talk Uh on that um Miss Jen what is going on in the PHF recently um, I will tell you what's going on the PHF recently. There are two things I want to actually three things I want to touch on. And Loki, none of them have anything to do with the games that are happening. Um, which is fine. That's um, fine. The, love it. Love <laughs> the it. First thing the first thing I wanna talk about really quickly, um, that was announced thirteen hours ago. So there you go. Um, by Mike Murphy at Dig Deep BSB on Twitter. Love him. He's we love great. Him. He, he runs their hockey counts, um, which is a site, a database um, for women's hockey stats. And I guess if the PHF doesn't want to call themselves women's hockey for PHF stats as well. Um, anyway, besides the point, um, Mike tweeted yesterday, congratulations to Mandy Levier of Whitecaps Hockey. On Sunday, she became the first goalie in PHF slash NWHL history to make 2,000 career saves and is now at 2,039. Holy crap. This season, Ooh. I know. This season, she has a 943 save percentage against an average workload of 39.05 SA60. Staggeringly good, as per usual. Um, yeah, Amanda Levier yeah. is really good at hockey, in case you guys didn't know that. She's a really good She's goalie. a machine. I sense that. I she's sense a machine. That. Yeah, she's crazy, um, which, which is funny. I just clicked on her Twitter, and her bio is the not-crazy goaltender for the Minnesota Whitecaps who travels to exotic places in goalie gear to get retweets and likes, dot, dot, dot. I mean, laughs. There. I love her. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's just a super cool thing to see and hear. Um, she has a pretty big following, um, and deservedly so, because she's great. Um, and I just think that's an insane stat, like 2,000 career saves. And the save percentage this season. That's insane. 9-4-3. I know. She's mental. Um, another thing I wanted to bring up is that the Metropolitan Riveters following in the, um, Devil's footsteps, I guess, um also put out third jerseys this week i don't know if you guys have seen i've seen them and they're definitely like they're definitely what the devils wanted for like Mm. the vibe the devils wanted for their jersey yeah i was thinking the same thing i like them better than the um devil's jerseys but they're cool for anybody listening who hasn't seen them they're red with white shoulders they say ribs in the middle um in like blue text on a white background and like a script little font um and the player numbers are under uh where it says ribs and if the player has a letter that's above where it says ribs so there you go that i love that that, um description uh one more one more comment on the jersey jersey which made me laugh my friend (laughs) My friend Rob said, this is the kind of jersey you make when you start creating a team in Chell at 3 a.m. and give up halfway through because you're exhausted. It it does look very much valid. Like a jersey made on a video game. Yes. It does. It looks Um, like the default, like Chell create a team jersey. jersey. No, that's so valid. I'm sorry. Um, I had to I had to share that, but continue. No, you're good. Um, so you can buy um, these Riveters jerseys now, which I was thinking of picking one up myself. I might um, want one. Maybe get a Packer one. That's what I was going to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> because she's the best. I'm hoping I get to uh, get to a game soon. It's just such a pain to get to New Jersey. Um, you don't as say. I think we're all familiar with. 
Um, but yeah, um, good stuff all around from the Riveters in terms of jerseys. And Madison Packer was the second star of the week in the PHF. Um, Michaela Grant Mentis was the number one and Amanda Olivier was the number three. Um, Grant Mentis had two goals, three assists. Packer had two goals, three assists. And Levier had her shut out. So that's that's a little bit of um, hockey news there. There was one more thing. Oh, this is um, funny. It it's funny because it's bad. Oh, um, okay. But it's funny. Um, it starts good and then it gets bad. So, as you know, when when you watch um when you watch a sport on TV, um or not on TV on streaming, I guess there's like a funky little theme song, right? Yeah, right, guys, right. So the PHF like has one now. Uh oh. Um, and I'm just, I, I know that there's, like, a little press release they put out or something, and I'm trying to find it because the way that they, like, talked about the music was, like, they were, like, it's a gender-neutral song. Like, it was just strange. Okay. Here's the quote. And I listened to the song. It, It just sounds like a song that you hear on ESPN before sport starts. There's nothing good or bad about it. I think it's cool that they have like a little theme song um, because they're on ESPN Plus. But the quote was <clears throat> New York-based interactive audio agency Audio Brain has created a brand new theme and original broadcast package for the Premier Hockey Federation PHF just as the PHF announced ESPN Plus as its exclusive home in the U.S. for the 2021-2022 season. Um, da da da, this is some information about Audio Brain. Okay. This new and unique theme expresses an overarching sound that is energetic, motivating, and punchy, expressing the athlete's power and giving a neutral feeling of sound, regardless of gender. It captures the spirit of the PHF, and we're thrilled it will be heard nationally all season. Did they, did they just gender music? Yeah. They just gendered an ESPN theme. Yes, they did. Like, I don't think anyone, I mean, I guess maybe, like, with certain, like, groups or whatever, like, people think, like, oh, this music's for girls or whatever, but, like, in general, music is a very not-gendered space, mm-hmm. and they just inserted, what? hmm You could have just said, like, this song slaps. <laughs> Literally. Like, like they could have said, like this song slaps. Thanks ESPN Plus or ESPN for like putting us putting us on your on your channel and making us a fire theme song. Period. Literally, no, literally, that was all they had to say. And honestly, if they wanted to put something about gender in, they could have been like, um, they're now seen as like a legitimate league because they have music, like whatever. Like you, you could have alluded to that without being like this is a gender neutral song like i i thought that was very very strange what what are they doing i just feel like every time i'm like all right we finally stopped digging like deeper into this hole they just mm-hmm. they just say like hold my shovel and <laughs> no, like, like i uh... yeah i yeah. i'm very frustrated I just keep going. I just keep going future. back to like we're the first team ever to have inclusivity and diversity. They're the first league ever to have a gender neutral song. Oh Did you my know that? God. Oh man, that fits so well. 
Um, and it sucks because I do think that the players are working hard and it looks like they're having a great start to the season. Yeah. And I, I almost feel like all of this silliness just keeps detracting from that, which is unfortunate. Yeah, no, it does. Um, It does seem like the season's going really well. That was going to be like my little like wrap up statement was like, this season seems to be going great for them so far. And, and I know that like, I've seen people talking about watching on ESPN plus watching Mm -hmm. on Twitch, like actually and like engaging with the league and everything which I think in an Olympic year is so important because like because like not as many people are going to be like not as many big name players are involved because of the Olympics so like Mm -hmm. it's it's so great to see like the league like thriving so far and Mm -hmm. then they're just like oh but we're gonna like do this thing to shove like our like our foot in our mouth basically yeah Mm -hmm. um but all of that said, I feel like because I just said that the silliness is distracting from the players, um, I'm just going to go through the standings really quick. The Boston Pride have lost, um, but they're on, they they won their last game, um, okay. I believe. So they're 4-2-0. The Toronto Six have not lost. They are 3-0-0. Oh, wow. um, Metropolitan Riveters are 2-1-1. They won their last game. Uh, the K- Connecticut Whale are 2-3-1 and, and have lost their last two. Uh, the Whitecaps are one, two, and one. They lost their last game, and the Buttes are one, two, and zero, oh, and lost their last game. So it's very much a top half, bottom half thing where some teams are doing great and some teams are not. But I guess that's what happens when you have a tiny league and everybody plays each other. Um, then the next couple games aren't until like next week. Yeah, they probably um, well uh, they play on the weekends, right? So they take they right. so they took that this weekend off for Thanksgiving, which makes up for Thanksgiving. Yeah. So the next games are December 4th. We have um the Pride against the Toronto Six in Boston, I believe. So that's fun. Um and then also on December 4th we have uh Minnesota playing Connecticut in Connecticut. Fun. Um, and then for the Riveters, their next game is December 11th in Toronto. And for the Buttes, their next game is December 11th in Minnesota. So that's your little PHF recap. I want to love and support this league so badly, but um, things keep happening. And that's going to be my statement. The Whitecaps are right now, like the way it's described, like if, because we know how Levier is playing and then you just gave me their, their record. They're giving me very, like, Rangers Lundquist vibes. I was going to say it's literally Hank with the Rangers because she plays out of her mind. I hope they play better for her. Yeah, we can dream. We can dream. I think. Also, uh, the Riveters need to start winning in those fire jerseys. Maybe that'll help. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that they literally said that. They were like... um. Like, we, we've been losing. Should we drop the third jerseys? Like, I think that was literally the tweet. <laughs> Love that. Um, so we have a little bit of time left, and and we talked about doing this before before the call, and I think it's a great idea. So let's go. Let's pretend we're at Thanksgiving dinner. Okay, we're having a little Thanksgiving moment. We are. My family does this already, but I don't know if you, your family does this. But let's go around and say what we're thankful for. Who would like to start? I can start. Okay. I can start us off. What are we Um, thankful for, Jen? I feel like this year has been very chaotic, but also very good. I'm very thankful for my college experience thus far has been pretty normal, um, COVID aside. 
um, has been pretty normal and fun. And I'm thankful that things are starting to just get back to normal with live music and live sports and things of the sort. I love my friends. I love my family. I love my various little jobs that I work. I have a lot to be thankful for this year. Good year. Thankful for a bunch of besties, honestly. Yes. That's the big one. Very thankful. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, I've, I've obviously talked about this a lot. Um, but I am very thankful that I do get to cover the team that I've grown up you know following for so long and actually getting to like be there um as like a media presence and getting to talk to the players in like an actual like media setting not just like oh hi can I have a selfie um (laughs) because for years that's literally what it was um so I'm thankful for that um as much as I hate my job real job thankful Mm. for a stable uh income um, as as much as I dread going in every day, um, you know, thankful that that I at least have a place I can go and you know, make make money for my just lavish hockey purchases. Yeah. Um, obviously thankful for the podcast. Um, yeah. getting to getting to talk hockey every week is also the dream. Um. So I'm very thankful for that, for my friends, family, all, all the sorts. Um, you know, it it's been, as Jen said, the the way the year has been. I've been thankful that it hasn't changed too much for me. That that it's still been pretty a pretty standard time for me. So I, I think those are those are kind of the things I'm thankful for this year. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, let's see. I am obviously thankful for my friends and family. I would not be on this call right now if it wasn't for my friends and my family. Uh, I have a great support system. Um, I'm thankful that we got the opportunity, my mom, my grandmother, and I, to move down to North Carolina and live in this beautiful house that I'm sitting at right at this desk right now speaking to you from. Um. I'm thankful for my cat. I'm thankful for my dog. We got a puppy this year. I'm thankful for her. She makes my evenings wonderful by snuggling with me after I finish work. I'm thankful for my job. I am so, so thankful that I get to literally cut hockey highlights and tweet them and tweet memes from a hockey account and build a hockey brand for a living. It's mind-blowing that it's my job. I do it every day. It's I, every time I like get on shift, I'm like, this is my job. I'm literally sitting here. Like, what can I tweet about? Like what in the NHL can I tweet about today to gain us followers and build a brand? It's crazy. Yes. Um, follow BR open ice if you haven't yet. Um, yes. And of course, lastly, I'm so thankful for this podcast. We started it this year. It had been in talks for a hot minute. Yeah. And and finally, the three of us came together and decided we're going to do this thing and we're doing it. And I love it. I love hanging out with you guys. I love talking hockey. I love being chaotic. I never (laughs) shut up. So this is a good outlet. Um, But yeah, there's lots to be thankful for. This year has been a roller coaster uh, on a bit of a a low for a little bit. But um, the highs are great. And uh, next year, I'll be even better. So 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Now we get to do something more lighthearted. Everyone tell me your favorite Thanksgiving food. Easy. So easy, I think, personally. Please tell I have me. a list, though. Please tell me. Um, so sweet potatoes. Big sweet potato fan. Love sweet potatoes. I love sweet potatoes with the marshmallows and the little, little brown sugar, little crumblies. Absolutely. Sweet potatoes. Um, big fan of corn. Big corn fan in this house. Um, really like corn. Sweet and salty. Big vibes. <laughs> um, also a big stuffing fan with gravy. Love stuffing. Mashed potatoes and gravy. Another good one. Cranberry sauce. Uh, my hot take is I prefer it in the can better than if somebody makes it. Um, and honestly, that's like it for my little Thanksgiving plate. Um, <laughs> we did lasagna for Thanksgiving one year and that was fun, but that's not necessarily Thanksgiving food. That was just a fun little thing my family did. Um, and I will also add for Thanksgiving dessert. Um, I was talking to one of my friends right before we left for Thanksgiving, um, because we make ourselves miserable by talking about how much we miss real food when we're <laughs> at school. And we were talking about how pie is underrated. I love pie. And I think it's time. Uh, I think we need to talk about pie. I absolutely um, love pie. I'm on this train. Pumpkin pie. Yep. Apple pie. Apple pie. Warm my apple grandma. pie with vanilla ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. My grandma makes a great chocolate pudding pie around the holidays. She also makes really great cheesecake. Um, which is not a pie, but worth mentioning. I feel like it's in the family. Close enough. Yeah, yeah. Pie adjacent, if you will. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that that is what my little Thanksgiving plate will look like. And my parents are divorced, so I get two Thanksgiving meals. And I'm very excited. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I don't even know how to follow the ending of that right there. Um, I'm like a basic bitch. Um, right. because turkey, like, when my mom makes turkey, she makes the, the, the skin extra crispy for me. And Yum. It's, it's just, the, like, I'm the basic of the basic bitch. Um, mashed potatoes and gravy, yes. All day, every day, give me a, just a heaping of mashed potatoes. Um, heaping. again, corn, yes. I used to be very weird with corn. I don't like, I, I like it on the cob, I don't like it loose. Okay, I'm glad you just said that. Because literally that was me. Okay. That was literally me. I used That's to how be I feel. like weird. I well not weird. I won't say weird. I you but no, I used it's to weird. be like I know I'm weird. <laughs> I, can say it. I used to be corn on the cob. Yes, corn in a can. No, but I've since changed. I like I like my corn now. Um, okay. I like see. I don't even know what because I'm like literally basic bitch. Like I will not. That that's literally my because I can't even think of. Because when we do Thanksgiving, when we did Thanksgiving at my grandparents, um, rice and beans was always, but that, that's just the Spanish in me. Rice and beans, I could eat that every day of my life. Um, um, Sam will understand this. Okay. My brother wants my mom to make a noodle kugel for <gasps> Thanksgiving, so she will be making I for love- Kugel. I haven't had Kugel in a hot minute because since we moved, we haven't had like we haven't been with my family that would make Kugel. But I love yes. Kugel. So that is the that is the Jew in me as well. Ugh. So my mom will be making noodle Kugel for my brother, who who wants it, and my because we're going to my brother my brother and his girlfriend's new house 
Um, they bought a townhouse like a month or two ago. Uh, so Congrats. we're going there. Apparently, his family is very, or her family, sorry, his family's my family. Um, apparently, her family is like very intrigued by that, by by the kugel. <laughs> um, so we will be having that. I don't know what else. That's that was just the statement. Like my brother said, you have to make this. That's fair, so and I, that will be I understand. I um, love kugel. Now I want kugel. I don't. Again, dessert. I'm I'm very of the like cookies, ice cream. Like my mm. my hot take. I am not a pie person. That is sad. That is my my hot take. That That's I'm not sad. a pie. I'm, a, I'm I'm of the ice cream, the cookies, the the brownies. That that type of vibe. Is, I will say though, I a, co- a cookie platter. I'm going right for the rainbow cookies. I'm yes. going from pretty much any cookie for the most part that you put on that plate. Absolutely. I love rainbow cookies. Rainbow cookies are elite. So my family always did Thanksgiving like a little differently because my my cousin. So we're not having we're actually going out to dinner for Thanksgiving this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we went out to dinner last year um, at a restaurant called Seasons 52. It's a it's a chain. <gasps> I love Seasons 52. It's so good. But they have a set menu. So they have a set menu for Thanksgiving and it's fantastic. Um, so we're going again this year. Um, cause it's just the three of us and there's no point in making a huge Thanksgiving dinner for the three of us, but we still want to be able to eat the Thanksgiving food. So we're going out. Um, and they have this, they have like their warm bread with this pumpkin butter and it's not sweet. It's just Ooh. like pump. Oh my God. It's so good. Anyway, but that's what I'm doing this year. However, in the past years, we've gone to my cousin's house on Long Island and my cousin makes really, really good steak, like melt in your mouth steak. Sorry, Jen, for the vegan in the room okay but um but um we would always have steak and turkey and i always liked the steak a little bit better so i had a tiny bit of turkey so i could say i had turkey and steak so i love steak we haven't talked about it yet because i'm all on the sweet potato casserole (laughs) thing but green bean casserole with the cream of mushroom soup and the crispy onions all day long all day long I'm much more of like a side person than a main dish person. My this is this is the cream of the crop. And we will still be making this even though we're not having dinner. My like making dinner, a full dinner. My great aunt, my grandmother's sister, had this stuffing recipe. Again, for the Jews in the room. The recipe calls for challah bread. Stale yeah. Challah bread. So it's yeah. stale challah bread. Stale. Yes. It has to be a, at least a day old, according to the recipe. So challah bread, apples, onions, chicken broth. It is the okay. greatest stuffing I've ever had in my entire life. To the point where on Thanksgiving at my cousin's house, we would make one tray to have out for dinner. And then a second tray to divvy up for leftovers. <laughs> Incredible. Like we would take home like a hunk of stuffing for leftovers. Uh-huh. No other food, mind you. No other food would come home. Maybe a little bit of turkey, maybe a little bit of steak. Stuffing. We are going to make some this Thanksgiving and have it after we go out to dinner to this restaurant. That's how important this stuffing is to my family, okay? But yeah, I mean, the usual is like mashed potatoes. Also, Jen, as a child of divorce also, 
<laughs> I never got two Thanksgivings. I just went to both houses over Thanksgiving. I eat at both houses because I'm <laughs> a gremlin. So mood. I mood, would mood. go to my cousin's house on Long Island and then I always go to my dad's house on, on Black Friday. He would have the Christmas music, Christmas stuff all set up. And then we have like family over to hang out and my dad cooks to feed an army and like not Thanksgiving food, just regular like snacks. and stuff. Yeah. And then we would all like hang out and like be like Christmas is here. Um, unfortunately, can't do any of that this year because I'm in North Carolina, but uh, I'm going to the Canes game on Sunday because I have off. So great. Um, but yeah, that's my, the, the stuffing is what's important to me. I do love like sweet potatoes, green bean casserole. Those are, it's all, it's all the sides for me. And then dessert, the pies, apple pie, pumpkin pie, some fruit, some cookies, you know, a little, a little bit of everything. Cause it's the day to eat everything in sight. Um, absolutely. But yeah, I, I definitely apple and pumpkin pie are the cream of the crop for me there. I said that twice. I don't know why I'm using that expression today. Um, we didn't bring it up, so I want to ask because it was never a thing in my house, but apparently it's a thing in a lot of other houses. Uh, mac and cheese on Thanksgiving. Ooh. Is it a side for Thanksgiving? Because a lot of people apparently eat it on Thanksgiving and it's a traditional Thanksgiving side. And I did not grow up that way. I couldn't yeah, I never had it. At Thanksgiving, I love macaroni and cheese, but it was never like a Thanksgiving food. Yeah, yeah I don't. Same. I I don't. Maybe because I so. literally, when I was a child, there was like because I was a really picky eater as a child. There was a point in my life where I literally like only ate like mac and cheese. <laughs> yeah, we love that. Yeah, me too. And not like and, like box mac and cheese, not like actual like homemade mac and yeah. cheese. Like, yeah, box mac and cheese. So I don't know. I I never saw it as a Thanksgiving food, but apparently it's a hot topic that it, it is to a lot of people a Thanksgiving food. For me, I'll eat yeah, it any day. So. Yeah. yeah, I'll oh, eat yeah. it for sure. I'll eat it twenty four seven, three sixty five. So if I went to a Thanksgiving dinner and there was mac and cheese, well, sign me up. But I just no, I would simply eat it. I did not yes. um grow up uh with that yeah i don't i don't think so from what i remember again just because we would always go to my grandparents and like the staple was the rice and beans and that was <laughs> yeah that was what it was so i don't think so that i remember yeah. yeah yeah i'm i'm not against it i have no experience with it but definitely not a no because like you said sam i will eat mac and cheese anytime anywhere yes okay i was just i was just i was just checking because i wanted to know i'm curious i'm curious um so yeah that's about it i mean i it all sounds like we have wonderful plans for thanksgiving and we're going to eat tons of delicious food so i'm very excited for all of that oh i also have the pillsbury cookies with the turkey pictures on it love love so those will be made as well uh i'll, I'll have a, a meal of just stuffing and then i'll eat those cookies um yeah but yes i hope you all ha- i hope you guys have a lovely thanksgiving oh nice. i hope everybody has same, same, same. i'm thankful for you guys i'm thankful for the listeners i'm thankful for everyone um and i hope you guys listening have a wonderful thanksgiving as well and eat tons of delicious food um and have company of people you love doesn't have to be family can be friends could be a friends giving situation absolutely um mm-hmm. but as long as you're surrounded by loved ones that's the, that's what the holidays are about watch the thanksgiving day parade all that good stuff um 
And that'll do it for us. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We're thankful that you listen. Um, yeah. Have a wonderful holiday. And if you want uh, more content from us, you can follow us on Twitter at Beauties Pod. And you can listen to past episodes if this is your first one. Um, and yeah, that's about it. And I hope we hope you guys have a fabulous holiday. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.